Good morning to you. That was excellent. That was amazing. It's like one hour extra of sleep, and you just have that much more energy. It is so good to be with you. Do we have any visitors here? Do we have any visitors? Nice to see you. Welcome to all the visitors that are here. Bless you. We have a special gift for you, a bag for you, if you'd like to visit the welcome desk, and they can give that to you, but we're so pleased that you'd be here this morning, when you could be at home eating pancakes and drinking coffee, so if you like that sort of thing. But it is good to be together in the Lord's house. We have an amazing service ahead of us as we celebrate baptism, Um, but before we get to this moment of baptism, I felt the Lord was showing us that this morning, we are all going through the water. (laughs) I felt the Lord show me as I was praying over this service that there's these two verses in Joshua chapter three, verse three and four, and they're not in your notes, but the Lord highlighted these to me as I was praying for the church over the last couple days. And these are the verses that the Lord showed me. So the people of God are obviously um, moving together through the wilderness and they approach the Jordan River, right? And as they approach the Jordan River, they're going to cross over the Jordan into their promised land. But before they do, the Lord says this to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. The word I felt from the Lord for us all this morning was, The Lord is saying, I'm asking you to move out from the position that you've been in. I'm looking for you to move out from the position you've been in and follow my presence into the unknown. This requires an intentionality in our heart and our mind, number one, that we don't want to stay. Each Sunday, we make a decision to move out from our homes and come to church. But I believe the Lord is calling us all as a community, if this is your home church, if you're just visiting, then you can kind of take or leave this. But for us as a community, I felt the Lord say, are you willing to move out and follow So I'll ask you, are you willing to move out and follow? And all God's people? So for the six of you, um, this is going to be good because you're going to move out and you're going to follow the Lord's presence. I believe it's an invitation. I believe it's an invitation. 
God's people got to the edge of the Jordan, and we, we know that the, the group that arrived at the edge of the Jordan River was not the group that left Egypt. Everyone over the age of 20 did not make it to this moment. Those over the age of 20 died off in the wilderness. The past generation of older people over 20 died off in the wilderness. And Joshua comes to the edge of the Jordan River and it's a new generation. And the Lord says, if you would move out from your position and follow the presence, you'll enter the promise. Our main point this morning is, today we look at the journey of the Israelites and our own journey. In each, the waters of baptism represent a pathway from the wilderness to the promised land. God's people come to the edge of the Jordan River. Behind them is Egypt. Behind them is 40 years of wandering. They come to the edge of the Jordan and God is asking them to cross over. But you see, during this time of year, the Bible says that the Jordan River was at its highest point. This isn't the Coquitlam River in the middle of August where you could just tiptoe through an inch of water. The water here is raging, overflowing on its banks. And they come to the edge of the Jordan. And the river is going by. Come to Joshua chapter 3, verse 12 to 17. I like reading chunks of Scripture. I hope you like listening to chunks of scripture. This is a chunk. <laughs> Before we open God's word, let's pray for a moment. Thank you, Father, that as we read your word, it's not just words, it's the living word. Your living word embodies your very presence. As we read, Lord, I pray that your presence would be felt, your voice would be heard. We would see ourselves in this journey, Lord. This journey of the Israelites, this journey of each one of us, Lord. Lead us now through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. It says, now therefore take 12 men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man. And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand up in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, pay close attention to this, 
And the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now my Bible says in this moment in brackets, now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. So this river is full. Verse 16, the waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam. That's about 30 kilometers away. So 30 kilometers upriver, it's held up. I'm not sure what the people of Adam thought at that moment. The city that is beside Zarethan. And those flowing down toward the Sea of Araba, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. And the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. Amen. So God's people approached the Jordan. They're following the priests. They're following the pastors. And the pastors are carrying the ark of his presence. We're told that the ark of his presence is the place where God's glory, God's manifest presence actually dwells. And the priests come to the edge. Imagine that this is the raging Jordan River. Can you imagine being one of those priests? You sure, Lord? Are you sure that when I step into this water, this river, that it's going to do what you said it's going to do? They step in, and it says, when the priest's feet touch the water. What made the water stand up? The presence. But the presence will always partner with feet of faith. If the presence remained on the shore, the water wouldn't have risen up. If the water didn't rise up, this nation would have remained in the wilderness. But you see, God's presence is looking for partnership. And our feet are feet of faith. And as we move out with feet of faith and follow his presence into the unknown, we will see miracles. Not miracles because we want power. Not miracles because look at us. Miracles because that's the natural result of a people marked by his presence that are willing to partner in faith. The entire nation of Israel followed the ark. I believe, first of all, that this is a, a calling on our leadership team. 
us as pastors and leaders of the church that God is calling us to say yes, to say yes to that. What is that? I don't know. That's our first step. Are we going to, as a leadership team, step into what seemingly could be unknown? That's a challenge in Western thinking. Joel, we need a vision, we need goals, we need objectives, we need this, we need that, come on. Before we move, we need, we need direction. But God is saying, listen, I'm calling you to me, to follow me. Am I willing to step into the unknown? Are you willing to step into the unknown? This morning I felt the Lord show me that there's six people being baptized this morning that are going through the waters, the waters of repentance, the waters of of spiritual death and new life. Death and resurrection are in these waters behind me. And we're gonna see six people go under and we're all gonna cheer for them because this is a wonderful celebration. But I felt the Lord say, Joel, I want all the people to go through the water this morning. I want all the people to go through the river this morning. All the people to walk over into the promised land this morning. All the people to leave behind the wilderness and what lies behind the desert and walk into the new. Yes, the desert has fresh manna. Yes, the desert has quail. Yes, the desert has sustenance. Yes, the people of God didn't die from disease or sickness. Yes, God sustained them in the wilderness. But God is saying, are you willing to walk into the new? You can walk through the river or you can walk out the same. That was not a message for the person that just went to the bathroom, by the way. Sorry about that. (laughs) Don't tell him I said that. It's just kind of a picture, isn't it? See, (laughs) the Lord invites us into his presence. The Lord invited them to follow his presence, but they did not have to follow. They did not have to move out from their positions. Can you imagine sleeping in the morning when they moved out. See, we are invited. The Lord is inviting us. He's not commanding. He's not pressuring. He's inviting us. Do you want to follow me? Do you want to follow my presence into the unknown? And, and I, I recognize right now for, for fans of Disney movies, 
that the movie Frozen just came into your minds, into the unknown. I recognize that. I'm going to acknowledge it to cut the tension of it. But the Lord is saying to us, really, do you want to come into the unknown? When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them saying, take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priests feet stood firmly and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men from the people of Israel whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the people of Israel that this may be a sign to you when your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you will tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Verse 19, the people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which he dried up for us until we passed over. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God. 12 stones carried by 12 men representing the 12 tribes of Israel. They grab these stones, they lift them out of the river, out of the place of the miracle, out of the place where God's presence made the waters stand up, out of the place where, where the, uh, the priests stepped out in faith. They set up these memorial stones to remember what God had done. So future generations, the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, they would be walking this way and they would say, what do those stones mean? And you tell them the story of when we crossed through the water. This morning, we're going to hear testimonies. And we're going to see six people go through the water. These are memorial stones going through the water. I want to invite you to be baptized this morning. So this may be... This is one of those things from just, the Lord wants to invite you to be baptized this morning. We'll figure out like towels and all that stuff. Um, but just be baptized. Come as you are. We'll figure out the rest later. Take your phone out of your pocket. 
We'll figure out the rest later. I want to close with this point because it's important about what's going to happen this morning here and what's going to happen in all of us. Jesus himself was baptized. He came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John, but John tried to deter him. <laughs> We're trying to get people baptized. John is trying to get people out of baptism. No, he sees Jesus and he knows that his baptism is a baptism of repentance and he knows that Jesus is the son of God and has no sin. So John is trying to reconcile theologically with what's happening right now. But Jesus says, no, I need to be baptized. Jesus says, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness to fulfill the law, the prophets, what was said about Jesus. Then John consented. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll agree with the Son of God. Eh, you got me. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Remember last week, Jesus stood in the synagogue and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. This is the moment that the spirit of the Lord, Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. The moment is at his baptism. At his baptism, Jesus comes up and I believe that this is a picture for all of us this morning, especially for the baptism candidates this morning, that as you go into the water, you are being cleansed, washed, from the life that you lived in the wilderness. But as you come up out of the water, my prayer for each one of you and my prayer for us as a church is that the Holy Spirit would descend, filling us. That you would hear the voice of the Father saying, I love you. And you'd hear the voice of the Father saying, in you, I'm well pleased. I think this is so important for us as believers to realize that God is pleased with us, not because of something we do. God does not take pleasure simply in our obedience. God takes pleasure in our identity. When my children were born and I held them in my arms and, and I looked at them and I cried and wept in joy and my love gushed over them, that's the way the Father sees you. He takes pleasure in your identity. So many of us think that God is mad at us, displeased with us, frustrated with us, angry at us. He loves you. Some are wrestling with this right now in this moment. Like, ah, no, it's what I do. It's not, it's who you are. Before Jesus did anything in ministry, the Father said this to him. And I believe he's inviting you into the same Holy Spirit power 
and Father's love and Father's pleasure. I'd like to invite the baptism candidates to get ready, but also want to pray for all of us and the worship team to come up. Could we stand together? Would that be all right? If you're physically able, if we would just stand together. Father, this morning we come before you and some of us don't know you yet. We've never put our faith in you, Jesus. For those here this morning that don't know you, Jesus, and have never come to the saving knowledge of who you are, Jesus, that you died on the cross for their sins. And you forgive them this morning. For anyone that would want to know you, Jesus, I pray they would be able to just call out to you in this moment. And in just a moment, they would receive forgiveness, new life. The Father's love and the Father's pleasure. For those that have known you for a long time, Lord, but the concept of a Father's love is unknown, unfamiliar, foreign. I pray right now that you would put your arms around them, embrace them. Tell them you are my son, you are my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. You are my son, you are my daughter and I love you. I pray Lord for a, a baptism of love, the kind of love that overflows God and we we sense it, we know it. We might even feel it in this moment, this warm embrace. I pray for all of us here this morning, Lord, that we would move through the water. This morning we would step through, leaving the wilderness wandering behind for a land that you have promised us, not because we think there won't be giants, but because that's what you have called us to and that's what you've empowered us for. And so God, right now, for those that simply are calling out for the empowerment of your spirit, God, to walk the road ahead, I pray now, come Holy Spirit, come. Fill your people. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Fill your people. Come, Holy Spirit, just a wind across this place. We receive from you what it is you have for us. We receive the promise. We receive the purpose. We receive the pleasure. Come, Holy Spirit, come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.